Hello, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Thursday, August 3rd, 2023. I'm Mike Cachopoli. All right. How's everyone doing tonight? Here we are on a <clears throat> Thursday evening or Friday morning, I guess, depending on where you are listening from. So, what's on your mind? What's on your mind? I have a lot of stuff on my mind, but uh, I'd like to know what's on your mind. Donald Trump was arraigned, I guess. With each of these indictments comes in arraignment, right? So it's this process. But... Um, we don't get the mug shots, right? They don't want to give us the mug shots for one reason or another. I guess for salacious reasons, right? What's different? You know Donald is there with a big grin with those big white fake teeth, you know? So I, I don't know the big deal. It's not like it's going to be like a Nick Nolte. Remember? Remember the Nick Nick Nolte mug shot? The Nick Nolte mug shot. Now that was, that was something else. That was a great mug shot. That was a... A classic mugshot, the Nick Nolte mugshot. But, um, you know, the Donald Trump mugshot would just be, you know, him smiling, basically, right? Him smiling and just laughing at the whole thing. Now, there's something going on in Georgia where Georgia, because of his trying to strong arm the Georgia officials to change the election. Remember, I think that was the find me the 15, find me the 15,000 votes. Just find them. Go get them. So I think they're going to try to get him on that. And the, the sheriff there in Georgia promises that he will absolutely, without a doubt, release the mugshots. So we'll see. You know, we'll see if that if that, you know, if that comes to uh, fruition or not. We'll see about that. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see how this all plays out. Obviously, obviously, we're getting this. You know, uh, if, if you if you listen to the left wing media, it's, you know, the end of the world. This is the worst thing ever. This guy deserves to rot in hell. If you listen to the right wing media, it's all a conspiracy against him. So do you think the, the, the truth might lie in the middle somewhere? Right. If we're looking at narrative building from each side, right, each side has their own narrative they want to push. One is Donald Trump is like the devil reincarnate. Damien Omen. And the right wing says, no, it's a total, a total witch hunt. He's a innocent man. He's a great citizen. He cares about humankind. So I think, I really think common sense tells us the, the, the truth is somewhere in the middle. Um, but what bugs me once again is that, you know, I, I've been on the case of the left for the last three years, right? when they have lied about masks, I've always called them out. Vaccine, right? I've always called them out. And now I have to call out the right for lying about what's going on with these recent charges. Uh, once again, they are promoting it, as I watch Fox News, as basically just free speech, right? Free speech. He didn't agree with the election. He thought it was fixed. He screamed out about it, and now they want to put him in jail for that, and that's 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 your First Amendment right. And if people happened, just happened to take it upon their own to riot, it's not his fault. So that's what they're trying to push. Once again, 
if you read the indictments, it goes much deeper than that. It all starts basically the day after the election and goes until January 6th with things such as trying to get fake electors, trying to strong on people to find votes that aren't there, and really just trying to overturn the election any way possible. Fuck the Constitution, right? Now, I've gone after the left, you know, for fucking the Constitution when it comes to the First Amendment, when it comes to censoring us for the last three years on social media, when it comes to the Second Amendment. I've constantly gone after the left. How many times have I said Democrats don't particularly like the Constitution? But you can't hide behind the Constitution, okay? And that's what the right is doing in many aspects here, you know. Um, there are certain things you can't do. Like I said yesterday, it's very a mob boss can't sit, you know say it was my First Amendment right to go have that guy to tell that guy to to whack someone. That's my that's my First Amendment right. He did it. Not my fault. I only said it. It's only my words. So it's a it doesn't really it's under the First Amendment. It's not because his words are an order that are taken by the people who work for him, um, and uh, and then they carry out illegal activities. So that's basically what happened here, right? You have Donald Trump telling people to overturn the election, do whatever you can, find me. But when, let's put it this way: <laughs> if I call someone at a bank. And they know I have a lot of power and influence, right? And they, I, I look at my bank account and I see it says, oh boy, $185, I'm in trouble. I call someone at the bank, I'm a big shot. And I go, what about the $15,000? And they'll say, what $15,000? You spent that $15,000. Look, at, look, it shows you all your transactions. You know what? Find me, me $15,000 more. You know who I am. Find me $15,000 more. Do it. I mean, that's... When you start talking about First Amendment, that's not First Amendment, all right? It's not. That's not That's not your First Amendment right to threaten someone when you're in a position of power, when you're the president of the United States, to threaten people, right, to strong-arm people, to give order, il- orders to do illegal things. That's basically what Donald Trump did. He gave a lot of orders to do illegal things. And he had those six co-conspirators, including, number one, Giuliani, helping him do that helping him trying to set up fake electors, fake electors, in order to overturn the election. And this is after going through all the, the, the courts the proper way. I mean, he filed 90-something lawsuits. No one said he'd have the right to do that. Always. You always have a right to do that. You always have a right to contest election results in courts. But I'll tell you what Donald Trump is doing. We talked a little about this last night. He is basically preying on the fact that so many of us, including yours truly, doesn't really trust the electoral process. He knows that. He knows there are many Americans, especially the ones on the center right, let's say, not necessarily the ones on the left. Although when elections don't go their way, they, 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 they complain of problems. Look, before I, I, I don't want to lose this thought. Al Gore, if anybody right, in our lifetime had the right to be really pissed off, right? And to really put himself, let's say, before the country because he thought he was wronged, it was Al Gore. Let's face it, come on. The Supreme Court said stop counting the votes, right? That's what happened in 2000. The Supreme Court said Bush is the president. What would Al Gore do? Like I said, if anyone had a grievance, it's Al Gore. What would Al Gore do? 
He said, I'm putting the car, I'm not going to keep on fighting this. I'm not going to scream and yell. I'm going to put the country first. Do I totally think this is on the level? No, but I'm going to put the country first because this is dragged out. Remember how long that dragged out. This is dragged out long enough. I'm putting the country first, not myself. Now, Al Gore did that. If anyone was wronged in our lifetime in a presidential election, you can make the case that Al Gore is the one that was wronged, not Donald Trump, Al Gore. But he put himself first. But what Trump is doing is he's preying upon all of that distrust that we have in this electoral process. He's preying on that. Okay, that's what he's doing. He has tapped into that in order to get away with doing illegal things. That's what he's done, especially his his followers. Right. They don't trust the election. They didn't mail. Remember, they didn't. He told them, don't vote by mail. Okay, and we know Republicans have gotten fucked the last several election cycles because their voters don't trust the mail in process. So what do they do? They don't vote. They don't vote ahead of time. Democrats get those extra votes before Election Day because their people trust it and they send in the ballots. So you're fucking yourself when you say, oh, don't vote early. Don't vote early. And then you end up losing because the Democrats all voted early, which is much more convenient. So more people do it. So what Trump is doing is he knows he knows. That there's that thing inside many of us, especially his followers, that don't trust the election process, and he is using that. In other words, if he loses an election, it can never be fair, right? Believe me, when he wins the election, he doesn't say, let's count the votes again. It might not be fair, right? When he won the Electoral College in 2016, did he say, oh, I don't want to be president until we make sure this is fair? Because I think it might not be fair. I think Hillary may have won. Of course not. So basically, Donald Trump is saying an election is fixed if I lose it. If I lose, it can't be real, right? Yet, of course, at the same time, he's giving speeches where he he, he quotes polls. So the polls are absolutely 100% accurate. Him and his followers believe the polls are 100% on the level. No rigging, but the election itself totally rigged. The actual polls are rigged. But these polls that are coming out now are 100% accurate. He's the winner. Look how stupid this is. How fucking dumb is this thought process? <laughs> when you win the election, it's not fair. You're not the actual president. But in the polling process, when the polls show you ahead, everyone else should drop out and you should be anointed fucking president. Does that make any sense? But he preys upon our distrust of the electoral process to get his way and try to say, oh, it's all bullshit. They're 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 taking me down because I'm pointing out how corrupt the electoral process is. That's what you call preying on weaknesses, right, to get your way. You prey on weaknesses to get your way. Like I said, if anybody in our lifetime had the right to do what Donald Trump is doing, it's Al Gore, not Donald Trump. And he didn't do it. Country first, not Al Gore first. And I have my problems with Al Gore. God knows with the climate crap. But he put the country first. We move on. 
He didn't put his well-being, his uh, financial and power aspirations first. He didn't put Al Gore first. He put the United States of America first, something Donald Trump would never do. You and I know that he would never do it. He didn't do it when he was a businessman. He always put himself first. That's what he did. And so this manipulation of people is what bothers me the most about Donald Trump, right? I'm Jesus Christ on the cross. I'm dying for your sins. They're crucifying me for your sins, right? I'm the martyr here. They're really coming after you. I'm just getting in the way. These are things he says. And that is a demagoguery, right? That's pure demagoguery. Pure demagoguery. So this is where we are now. This is where we are now. Now, a poll did come out today, if you believe in polls, and Donald Trump does, so we're going to talk about it, that says if he were to be convicted, a good chunk, I think it was 50% of his followers would abandon him if he's convicted, not just on indictments, on convictions. Now, (laughs) great, but I don't see the difference. So all these indictments are fake. Why would you believe convictions are real, right? If all this is a witch hunt, if the people who are doing the witch hunt get what they want, why is that okay then? That doesn't make any sense. You see, these people have no real thought process, right? If you think it's a witch hunt, it's got to be a witch hunt all the way through, doesn't it? I mean, it would be a, he'd be convicted by like New York juries, right? DC juries, liberals, Democrats. So why would you then think it's on the level all of a sudden? What's the difference? That's what, there's such a gap in IQ. It has to be an IQ thing. I mean, seriously, if you think it's a witch hunt now, you have to think it's a witch hunt all the way through, don't you? And if you don't think it's a witch hunt now, then you have to keep that train of thought all the way through. It doesn't make any sense to say, well, indictments, no, I don't believe those. But if he's convicted, oh, well, then it's a different story. (laughs) Just the fact that his followers think that way shows they have a real intellect issue. There's some weird disconnect that I just don't get. If you you were to believe that particular poll, some people would say his cult's going to follow him to the end. You know, but I guess there might be different degrees of being involved in a cult, right? It could be people who were there till the end. There could be those who opened their eyes at some point. I get it. I know that. Just a weird dynamic. It really is. Um, to think the prosecutors are not on the level, but the juries will absolutely be on the level, and they'd be liberals on the jury. So, but this is a point I bring up about. Trump really in trouble. He's in trouble. He is. There are serious charges, no matter what Sean Hannity or Jesse Waters might think, or or ancient Al Dershowitz, or Jonathan Turley, who like hated Trump when he was on MSNBC and now is in his corner. I mean, he was anti-Trump when he was on MSNBC. Now he's on Fox News and he's in his corner. So take that all with a grain of salt. Look, There are a lot of grifters out there. They grift on both sides with Trump. Trump is a grifter machine, right? Everyone's a grifter. There are grifters on the left 
who are purposely anti-Trump because that's the only way they can stay prominent and make money and be popular. And then there are grifters on the right, right, who suck up to him because that's another way to be popular and, and make money like Fox News. Right. So if you look at MSNBC, they got to be anti-Trump to get viewers and Fox News has to be pro-Trump to get viewers. Right. So that's why you have to take it all with with a grain of salt and figure the 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 uh, truth is somewhere in the middle or right here on the show. Right. Because I have criticized Trump. I have praised him for things he deserved to be praised for. I have said in the past that this is a lot of these prosecutions are are just too much, too much of a pile on. A lot of these things they would not prosecute most people for. But then you read these latest ones and you go, well, there's a lot of there there. I mean, there is. If that evidence is real and if those people who are going to testify him actually do, he's in trouble. He's in trouble. So uh, once again, I, I think I think of the movie, that, that, that show Intervention, you know, when a bunch of people who – we're close to someone like friends in a family, someone's an alcoholic and they get them in the room together and they say, this is it. We're not going to associate with, we're going to forget you exist unless you go into a program. You have to realize you have a problem. And you would think there'd be at least someone there, you know, who's like, Donald, this is like a real problem. And I can't sit by anymore and just watch you pretend that this is a reality show, that this is a game. Unless you can do a reality show from your prison cell, unless that's your plan, you better fucking get serious about this stuff. Uh, anyway, uh, there's also, I don't, this app has been fucked up, by the way, the calling app. I don't know if anyone else notices that, but I cannot um, go live on my iOS, on my uh, iPhone, or my iPad. It doesn't work. The app is not working. It crashes. And I could not publish my show last night. It won't publish it. It crashes and says can't be published. So I don't know what's going on. I can't reach anybody. Anybody out there? Hello? Um, but it seems as though I maybe rubble bought this thing and dumped everybody and, and fired everyone and no one works for calling anymore. So I can't get any answers. So I'm doing a weird thing tonight where uh, I'm assuming that I won't be able to publish this show either. So what I'm doing at the same time, this is high tech, baby. The same time I'm doing this live, I'm calling, I'm recording it on um, Spotify podcasts. So I'll have a link. I'll be able to publish it. If I can't publish it on call-in, I'll publish it on Spotify. And I will put the Spotify link out there on social media. Uh, also in Let's Be Heard. I'm sure you can find it that way. Also on, uh, I believe, Apple Apple podcasts. So that's what I'm trying to do. And I don't know. I'm, I'm crossing my fingers that... I'll be able to get good audio transferred onto um, yeah, and even taking a call. I know, Bill, I'm going to take your call, but I'm hoping the call can be heard. <laughs> See, it's, I'm not quite sure how this is going to work out. But who knows? We'll, we'll try it in a second and, and see if it, uh, if it works. Uh, let's see here. Maybe this will work better. I don't know. Okay. Um, but... I'll get to Bill in a second because I'm actually trying to figure out to make sure your audio comes through so it goes on the the Spotify uh, podcast. But um, I think that we need to really start looking at uh, 
you know, at, at, at Trump and hoping he takes this stuff seriously. I don't think it's a game. I really don't. I don't think anyone going to jail is a game, whether you like a guy or you don't like a guy. You know, there are assholes out there like, um, who's that actor? Michael Rappaport. And they put these stupid videos where he's cheering and he's singing and he's dancing. It's, it's so stupid. It's so idiotic. You know what was amazing to me is how many people in, in Hollywood are so fucking stupid. It's so fucking stupid. That annoys me. I think if you have the talent that some of these people have, right? Rapport has, he's a really good actor. Um, good, ta- great talent. Rob Reiner, great director, great actor, talent. Stephen King, George Takai. It's amazing to me, though. That these people with so much talent are so fucking stupid. It's kind of a letdown, right? It's like, well, I guess you don't need to be intelligent to have that kind of talent, which kind of means it's just like it's a birth thing, and you're you 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 know you're 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 born with it, because you think you'd have some kind of intelligence to go along with that, or kind of humanity to go along with with that, with being in the arts. And so many of them are so fucking dumb. They're so stupid. They're such idiots. They're they're, they're such low lives that you're like, oh my god, I can't believe. You know, it kind of makes you not want to see any of their work anymore, which is why I think celebrities should just shut up and not get involved in politics. Because when I'm watching a performance or someone's film, I don't want to think about their stupid politics. I don't want to think about that asinine thing they said on Twitter yesterday. I want to concentrate on their work. They make it tough to do that, you know. Um, So I think that's why I've appreciated people like, well, look at someone like uh, Clint Eastwood, right? Clint Eastwood. What's his politics? Do you know? Some people think he might be kind of conservative, but they're not sure. They're not sure. He very rarely, if ever, in 93 years, has talked about politics. He doesn't go on Twitter and tweet. He doesn't go on interviews and talk about politics, right? So you have to actually get – people try to understand someone like Clint Eastwood's politics from his films, and it's vague. You know, it's not clear. So – that's the great thing about someone like Clint Eastwood, an old timer. The old timers didn't get that involved. I know some of them were in the fifties with the, I understand that with the House on Americans committee committee, and you had Sterling Hayden, and I understand that that was a very special, destructive time, right? In 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 Hollywood in this country, and it, that that definitely crossed the line, right, between politics and 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 Hollywood. I get it. That was a direct, you know, crossover there. Um, and they had to stand their ground. And a lot of people were very active. There were a lot of activists back then. But this is not that, right? This is just people who have to go on and act like assholes and say stupid things and, and totally destroy, I think, their career, their work, their resume, simply because they have the need to talk about politics specifically we've seen a lot of this once again with trump derangement syndrome right with uh like uh, robert de niro who really never talked about politics much before donald trump right i mean Don- de niro's a noted recluse he rarely talked about anything including acting but now trump comes along and he's this big big mouth activist cursing and sounding like an idiot and why why ruin why alienate like half the country who loves your films and your work because you have an itch up your ass and you have to go after Donald Trump? It doesn't make any sense. But all right, Bill, I don't know if this is going to work. I mean, it work as far as I hope it transfers. Let's see if this let's see if we can do this, Bill. 
Hey, Bill, you there? Can you hear me, Mike? Can good, you good, me? good. It's working. Okay. Can you just, ex you know, I can't publish either. First of all, when you try and publish with your phone, see, I, I can't load any of the rooms to edit them or to do anything with them. Is that what's happening to you? Well, usually what happens is once my show is over, yeah, I, I go in, I go in, I edit it. Uh -huh. uh, you know, it, it tells you it, it's like transcript, right. right? and you can read the transcript, right? And then it says, you know, next, and it publishes it. It takes about five minutes. It's mm -hmm. you know, it loads. It goes initializing. It loads the whole thing, and then it says, mm -hmm. "Is that red button?" It says publish, and you hit it, and it publishes it. I never have any problem until yesterday, and then yesterday. It, it lets me, it gives me the transcript so I can go over it. I could hear the whole show. Or you can. But when I go okay. to publish it, it says, sorry, can't be loaded. And it knocks me out. Really? It knocks me out of the system. And, and now my iPhone and my iPad, I can't even, I can't do anything on the call-in app. I can't access, oh. I, I couldn't do, I had to do my show on my Android tonight because it wouldn't let me go live. It wouldn't let oh. me do a show. It knocked me out. It said technical difficulties. So I don't know what's going on, and I can't reach anybody. Right. We used to be able to get old Charlie Weiser, yeah. Yeah, um, Charlie. I, I usually yeah. – I, I sent a message to Charlie yesterday. Right. He didn't get back to me. He usually does. And right. then I sent, the, I sent the general there's – a, there's a way to play – send the, uh, a general message out there to the staff. And they usually get back to me in two or three hours, and no, mm -hmm. one's, no one's gotten back to me. So I don't know if Charlie is still working for call-in or not or if they fired him. When, uh, when, uh, what's his name? Zach sold to Rumble. I don't know. I asked I, Sheila Dean. I was talking to her about this because what she thinks that Charlie is no longer with the app. Um, I don't know, but that's her impression because I can't get him anymore either. But I, I can't even get the transcripts to load, and it's been that way for a long time for me. Really? But yeah, no, I ever since I did a Ally vs. Ally. A room on that Anthony Blinken, and I'm not saying they're censoring me, but I've tried every trick that Charlie suggested, including a different phone, different account, full data instead of Wi-Fi. We tried every workaround, and so finally, I just messaged him, "Go ahead and publish my rooms." I mean, I really don't need to edit them; just publish them, and that didn't happen either. And now he's now there's no one get a hold of. So I was just curious what you were experiencing, and keep me abreast. So can I ask you one more thing? Uh, about Spotify. So is that a fee you have to pay? No, to no, 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 no. There's an app and it's called Spotify pod. It's podcast. Okay. It's Spotify for podcasters. Yeah. And it's a just, it's a very simple process. It really is. Oh, okay. And you just get a regular account. Now the only, I think the only little glitch with this Spotify podcast thing is it just to let you, it lets you do one hour at a time. So, oh. In other words, after an hour, you have to like start a new one, and then you can edit it together if you want to. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. It gives you one hour segments. It lets you do one hour segments. So that's kind of a pain in the ass. So at the one hour yeah. mark, I'm gonna have to take a pause here and then start a new thing so I can add the damn thing together. You know, I but, uh, you know, well, I wish Spotify had some kind of a system where, like this, where people could call in, but I, I haven't right. been able to find that. You know, so. Well, that's a pretty good workaround. Thanks for sharing that because I didn't realize that. So I, I think I'm going to try that. Yeah, and then yeah. the Spotify right. will publish it on Spotify yeah. and give you a link, and you have it. Yeah, good, so. good. Yeah, yeah. I just, Sheila did a room with me 
she's back around and I always share with her my experience with you and um, it's just the hours for her aren't working right now, which is right. understandable right. for a lot of people. But um, anyway, um, well, okay. Uh, regarding the subject matter, I mean, I would, uh, I, okay. Consider, <laughs> just con- consider this, like we're not, consider something. I'm going to back up a little bit before we go forward. Mm-hmm. All right. How can I say? You remember the Amber Heard uh, Johnny Depp trial? Remember how what big news that was, mm-hmm. right? Amber Heard Johnny Depp, big deal. She shit on his bed. You name right. it, everything, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, did we get any uh, any cameras in the Gasoline Maxwell trials? No, no. no. Right? See no. where I'm going with this? When when the whole submarine thing was happening with the ti- Titan and all yeah. of that other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. What was happening with Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX, and where are we at with that today? Right. It's like what I'm trying to get at is, and I don't mean to diminish this whole political thing, but we know that it's Chase Morgan who chose Trump's cabinet, right? Pretty much, and Obama's, right? If you look at the cabinet, they're all full of the globalists, like we talked about. Absolutely, yeah. Right? And if you look at the big banksters criminal banksters like BlackRock, Sequoia, State Street, you know, the whole lot of them, okay? They're all interinvested with one another. So there's like a giant octopus of maybe $80 trillion worth of investment that's all intertwined. Right. You see what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Which is probably, and I don't know, I'd have to look, but it may be 80% of the world's capital. You know what I mean? Seriously. So what I'm trying to say is that and we've talked about this from John Coleman, the committee of 300, the decisions are coming from much higher than Trump or Biden or whoever becomes president. I think the president may have some inf- like, but then again, I'd be curious. It'd be very interesting to see if DeSantis gets elected, how he makes out pushing back, like he did in Florida on the World Economic Forum. I'd really like to see what happens. You know, right. if they'll allow him to get elected, knowing that's his agenda, because the banksters and the WEFs are one. Do you see what I mean? Right. You got Mnuchin, he's a weffer. You see, I call them weffers. They're whiffers, you know, they're losers, but they have all the control, right. right? And, you know, we can go down the whole list of, you know, who's involved with that echelon, you know, the Bilderberg is just a, the WEF is just a continuum of the Bilderberg group. Literally, Klaus Schwab was a, a, a was a protege of Kissinger, you know. Right. So, so that's why I think I, I, it's one thing to have a, a guy like DeSantis being able to have some real power over his state, and we see some differences. This will be really interesting to see. I'd love to see him elected, right? You know, I'm not a Trumper; I can't stand him, you know, for all the right reasons. I would just be very, if, because the power those banksters have and the, the, at some point, look what happened to JFK Jr. because he was fighting the central banksters with the silver certificate. Right. And he was fighting the, um, the military industrial complex. He, he didn't, he, he wouldn't do the whole Operation Northward thing. Remember where they wanted to kill Cubans and, and Florida and then attack Cuba, blame Ron Castro. Remember that was a CIA op. Yep. They wanted to do, and he also didn't want to ramp up 
Vietnam, which LBJ did once, once Kennedy was gone. So Kennedy was against a lot of the overt aggressive ac actions of the military industrial complex, which, you know, they didn't like that at all, that limiting their riches, you know, because who's behind them? The banksters. Do you see what I'm trying to get at? Yeah, so yeah. you see where I'm going with it? So when I look at Trump, right, he's a tool. A stool tool, <laughs> you know, in my opinion, you know, because you know I see him. And so was Biden. And so was Obama. Uh, hopefully we get some change and God willing. Um, the problem is, say you get some business, what's right what I'm looking for, entrepreneurs. Mm, let's say there was a dream team of business entrepreneurs, including David Sachs. Right. Right. <laughs> And he, they put the money together with Elon, and I don't know those guys, but say there was a handful of them, even 10 of them or 100 of them. The amount of wealth that they would have all together would be infinitesimal compared to the next, the, the upper tier that's all interconnected. So could they really have any influence, even if they're all, how much influence, how far would the big banksters allow them to go? You know, you know. That's a good I don't point. have the answers. I'm just no. throwing that out there. Yeah, that, that's a that's a very good that's a very good point. Look, the fact of the matter is, when when like like you said, if people, <clears throat> so you, they're tired of they don't want Trump. Most right. people in this country don't want Trump. We know that they don't want Biden, right? Yep. So okay, if you if you don't want to see a Trump have another term, if you don't want mm. Biden <laughs> to have another term, well, what are your choices? We're in August now. Right. The voting starts in five months. What 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 are your choices? Your choices are uh, RK Jr., uh -huh. uh, DeSantis, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy, uh, uh -huh. the other the, the other one there. What's her name? The uh, Marianne Williamson, um, uh, Chris Christie, basically. And that's about it. I mean, so what and, and who of those candidates actually has a real shot to become uh -huh. president? Right. You got. Uh, I'd say you have Ron DeSantis. <laughs> I think he has the the real shot, the best shot by far of mm -hmm. all those candidates to become president. So people are like, oh no, no, I, I hate Trump. I, I I really I really hate Biden. I don't want to. They don't want to give Ron DeSantis a shot. So if you hate Biden, you hate Trump. Why not give Ron DeSantis a shot, right? I and agree. see what he can do. See if he see if he can do for Florida. For the, for the rest of the country, what he did for Florida, let's see if he if follows through on his promises in four years. And then if he doesn't, we kick him out. I, I don't understand this whole idea of I don't want to see Trump. I don't want to see Biden. OK, but I hate to RFK has no shot. I hate DeSantis. Vivek's a phony. Chris Christie's fat. OK, so who's going to be president? Right. Th that's what I don't get. People don't think uh, think it through. I understand that people Maybe you want to run for president. Don't. Aren't. Don't have a real shot to win. So make up your mind. Make a decision. Give someone a shot. Trump was given a shot. We're still around. Biden was given a shot. We still exist. We're still alive. Give Ron DeSantis a shot now. Yeah, let me ask you something. I Here's when we talked about the three-dimensional psyop. What happens here is you got the left who looks at DeSantis as being more right than Trump. Not that that's true, but that's the narrative. You see what I mean? Well, I think yeah. 
he might be more of a traditional conservative than Donald right. Trump. In other words, That's I think true. he might be more honestly conservative than Donald Trump. I think DeSantis okay. is honestly anti-abortion. Trump was right. full of shit. He was pro-choice right. his entire fucking life. All right. He's a guy from Queens, lived in New York. His friends were all liberals. Hillary and Bill were friends. Fucking uh, celebrities, all his friends. The guy was in the entertainment business. The guy was pro-choice. He's on record of being pro-choice. So I think Ron DeSantis is more honestly and legitimately maybe a more of a religious person. Donald Trump's not a fucking religious person. No, no, no. So everything about Donald Trump's conservatism is phony. It's phony. Right. And that's a big problem. Once again, even if you do even if you're pro-choice, even if you're not very religious, you have to appreciate that at least Ron DeSantis is uh, honest about who he is. Oh, I I'm pro-life. I'm totally support that. Um well, I'm what I'm getting at is what, what I was about to get at. The left perceives DeSantis as more right than Trump, which he is, more honestly right. Mm-hmm. I like that. And so I want you to know, you know, I, I like everything about DeSantis. The only thing I'm concerned about is <clears throat> I don't think he's going to be interested. In, well, let's put it this way. Robert David Steele, remember the guy who passed away was CIA, U.S. Yes. Marine Corps? Yeah. What he said was, we need to close most of our military bases. We don't need them because we're, we're using them to steal the resources of those countries and even sex traffic through there. Right. So that was in his International Tribunal for Natural Justice's opening statements. So one of his opening statements. Um, I don't see DeSantis, because he's a military guy, wanting to do that. Because, For example, when I worked at Fort Ord in Monterey, on, on, we were doing soil remediation and, and, and water, uh, underground, uh, treatment. Um, they had cut back that base. So, and anywhere they cut back a base to any degree, it, it really affects the economy because the services that support that base and all the, the, the local businesses suffer traumatic, as you can imagine. You right. see? So th- that's, creates a real double bind. Uh, because we've outsourced a lot of our manufacturing. You see what I mean? Right. Which makes, if, if we had a healthier manufacturing base, we had to outsource most of it, which is all bipartisan because of the, we've talked about why that happened, which, which it puts a politician, what I'm trying to say, in a very difficult position because it's going to have a heavy hit on, the local economy by cutting back on the military expenditures um, and become more of a peace. There's there's so many forces here working against change is what I'm trying to get at. That And so many of it's financially driven and the markets are involved and the military industrial congressional complex and the technocracy complex. I mean, everything that Eisenhower warned about. I don't know, Mike. I, I Boy. What a quagmire for our country, especially because the, let's face it, the transnational corporations has, have ruined this economy because all they want to do is outsource, outsource, outsource to cut back expenses and maximize profit. That was their agenda or import, import undocumented workers so they could use them. You see what I mean? And, And boy, 
I don't have any answers, but I think at least talking about it from that perspective, we can we can see the double bind that puts Ron DeSantis in, yeah. you know, or any president, you know. Right. Um, but I pray that hopefully he gets elected and he and he pulls in our, uh, you know, Kenny Jr. Wherever he decides to put him, uh, will be a, a benefit to the cabinet and just have them working together. And uh, that's the only. Well, it's, future we it's have. Easy, though. I believe I believe DeSantis is a man of his words simply because he's followed through right. on the stuff he did in Florida. He made promises right. and he kept them as governor. So I think when he says he's open to putting RFK Jr. in his cabinet, I think he's telling yeah. the truth. I don't oh, think he would be a great up our ass. So if you really want, if people want RFK Jr. in a high position in this government, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. best shot is through a Ron DeSantis president. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, can you imagine Joseph Latipo and, and I, I can see Joseph, hopefully Joseph Latipo will want to go wherever he needs to move to Washington, wherever, because we definitely need him in his position, you know, on a, on a, a national level. And then of course you mentioned RFK Jr. would be a perfect EPA, head of EPA. Yeah, I think you know. that's what DeSantis was talking about, the EPA. Yeah. That was one of the possibilities. Yeah. Let me tell sure. you, RFK Jr., boy, and this would really needle the left which i would love needle the haters but how about like the head of like the cdc i mean that would <laughs> that would be perfect yes it would, yeah absolutely. Would drive them insane it would drive them yeah. insane. <laughs> have Lado Poe head of the fda and and the cdc that'd yeah. be awesome right right but the only even any shot you have of that is of course with ron DeSantis winning yeah so that's a big part of this whole thing. But once again, I agree with a lot. Look, I understand some of your reservations with anybody, even, of course, yeah. Ron DeSantis, a military guy. But I think we have to look at other things. You know, there right. are other elements to this yeah. uh, being president. And, and part of that is, you know, who's going to be running? You know, all these agencies, Bill, that many people, including myself, didn't take very seriously before 2020. I never mm-hmm. thought about the NIH. I never thought right. about it. How many people in this country really even heard of the NIH or the CDC? They didn't care. No right. one gave a shit. Now mm-hmm. we do. Now more people do, right? Absolutely. So that is a good thing, okay, that came from COVID. Um, but now we have to make sure we understand that that is a integral to who was elected president, who runs. Yeah. Look what Biden just did. He put in, or his, not Biden, his, his handlers put in someone who's, Worse than Fauci, maybe, at the NIH. Oh, I know. I read about that. Yeah. So that's what you're going to continue. People will continue to get that with Joe Biden. And once again, Trump had his shot and he blew it when he didn't fire Mm. Fauci. So I, I think these are very important things that we need to talk about that. And then we can, once someone's in office, we can say, okay, but how about these other things that we're concerned with, you know, and address that stuff also? So can I let me let me tell you what was really going on with Trump with that regarding the pharmaceutical industry. Keep in mind his health and human services czar, Alex Azar, right, came from Eli Lilly, big right. farmer, right? right. Mm-hmm. And then when he when Trump pulled out of the World Health Organization, like, oh, we got to get out of there and everything. His administration pumped a whole lot of money into the Global Alliance for Vaccine and Immunization. Now, Gavi is 
Bill Gates is the largest contributor to Gavi, and then the U.S. government got involved. And then between the Gates and Gavi, their contributions to the World Health Organization, it kind of backdoored. We get we pulled out of the who, and then we backdoored it. Do you see what we did as a government? Yes. You see? Yeah. And so it really wasn't effective. It was just, um, you know, we, we you see that game where they shuffle the, the shells around or the cups and the, the balls <laughs> under there? Yeah. That's yeah. all that was, right. you know. Unfortunately, that happens too often. And so Trump talks, Trump always talks a good game. But then if you watch his footwork, it's more of the same. It is. You know? Absolutely. And, yeah. Well, and, and we also, he continues, he won't stop pushing how mm. great the vaccine was. It's sick because he's big pharma. He's a tool. He's that's why he didn't get rid of Fauci because consider Eli Lilly, you know, health and human services. Of course, he's not going to rid of Fauci. He really was tied at the hip with pharma, but he, he's an actor. Mm-hmm. So he's going to tell you something. But if, if you look at his cabinet and the actions they take and what he, who allows to do what he's just, he's just an actor. That's all he is. And he's got his whole cult so convinced which is maddening i just had a falling out with one of his loyal cultists who believes in q and the whole thing because i was talking to her and i just after she praised trump i said you know and i've had this this, i said listen i'm not challenging your beliefs what i'm going to tell you is what the truth is and i started getting into the cabinet and this that and the other thing and also the real ties he had with epstein and maria farmer's interview, i.e. Ivana Trump went out with gasoline to get girls as young as 12 years old for, remember, we talked about that for the talent parties yeah, with right. Epstein and Trump. That's grooming. That is grooming. You know what I mean by that? That's the, but, but that leads to the sexual abuse. Talent parties? What are these 12 year olds doing at a talent party with these two perverts? You see <laughs> what I mean? You know, I'm not suggesting they assaulted him then and there. I'm just saying that's part of the grooming process. Get him in the system. And apparently Melania came up through real quick through, you know, uh, uh, Leslie Wexner as a runway model. Obviously we know that. And she was groomed through Epstein the whole deal and became an asset that Trump literally acquired that way. Right. You know, so, you know, he's, he's, he is who he is, but I was trying to describe these things to this person and just like your friend who then throws your show under the bus, she snapped and I, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, right. It's once again, because when they're, it's like a rat who's, you know, cornered, right? Yeah. <laughs> like once they're put into this corner, all they can do is like, like they say, throw just anything they can at you. Right. Right. So ad hominem attacks at you. Exactly. To try to, to, try to end it, to try to find exactly. a way to end it. You know, and that's the problem. Like, you know, like um, I see people on Twitter who are like complaining about, um, you know, George Bush and, and Bill Clinton and all that. And someone had put up a comment about, you know, how bad they are in this respect. And the fact that, you know, Trump did not start any more wars. And I agree with that. But then, of course, you, you know, it, it, you go into other areas where Trump is having problems now. and that, So it's almost like they deflect it by saying, well, you know. No, but Trump didn't start any more wars. Well, what does that have to do with his legal problems now? Yes, I've said it a million times for many reasons. Trump didn't start any new wars, but that has nothing to do with his current situation. You can't just, you know, you can't just say what's happening now doesn't matter. 
simply because this guy didn't start any more wars. Of, of course it does. That's And then you bring up people like, you know, Obama and Bush and Clinton, and it's just total deflection. You don't want to deal with what's going on. And what's going on right now are these court cases that he is going to be – he's going to be so entangled. Any one of these cases would really take up a lot of time. But he's going to be so entangled in all this court stuff that how does anyone truly believe that he's going to be able – to run for president and defeat a Democrat. It's impossible. It's not going to happen. Well, as far as uh, the uh, the bankster class, right, um, they prefer Biden because Biden's just a puppet, full-on puppet, senile puppet. So, And he's always been a puppet, even when he, he's always been a pathological puppet anyway. He's always been that way, you know, not that he's not intelligent. You know, he knew, he talked about expanding NATO east of Germany, Keep it was going to bring a war, just as William Burns said. It, wait, wait a minute, yeah. there's a comment here from someone who just left the room saying Biden hasn't started any more wars. What's oh, Ukraine? What, what's Ukraine exactly? What is that? It's not a war? Ukraine's not a war? Now, we're not to, <laughs> first of all, Ukraine didn't happen when Trump was president because Putin was afraid of doing it when Trump was president. Putin was no longer afraid of doing that when Biden came in. So that's Biden's fault right there. And the way it's been handled, Biden's just thrown more fuel on the fire. He's kept the war going longer because, you know, as well as I know, war equals money and power. Right. So they keep on keep it going longer and longer instead of instead of demanding Biden had the power we have the power of the purse. Ukraine has no fucking money without us. The rest of the countries give about 2%. We give about 98%. Biden had the power to say, no more money unless you go to the peace table now. Okay? And now we're hearing reports that Putin actually says, okay, I will negotiate. And, Z and Zelensky is saying no, because he wants to keep the war going, because it's made him more powerful, more rich, and more of a celebrity. He wants to keep it going. Doesn't care how many fucking Ukrainians die. Doesn't give a shit. But Biden has the power of the purse to have said a long time ago, like a year ago, no more money, go to the negotiating table now. Did he do that? No. So fuck that, that Biden hasn't started any more wars. Bullshit. Total bullshit. Plus, the way he pulled that out of Afghanistan was a fucking joke. It got 13 of our people killed. And now they've taken over again, the Taliban. So it's like it was 20 years of fucking nothing. Look, the fact of the matter is this guy is a total bumbler, total fucking bumbler, Biden. And to say he hasn't started any more wars is absolutely insane. It's insane because he had the power to stop this thing in the Ukraine from going any further a long time ago by saying no more money. Can I make a suggestion, Mike? Please. I understand your passion because you want to see change, and so do I. And so I understand your passion for, you know, DeSantis and RFK Jr. I feel the same way. I think the, the, the idea of personality, let me put it this way. BlackRock and Chase Morgan announced they're going to put hundreds of billions of dollars into rebuilding Ukraine, right? Again, it's the banksters. Remember, all wars are bankers' wars. Think of it from that level. Biden is not Trump's personality with with Putin. 
that's just the false narrative. They, the banksters control things and if they want war. Um, Gustel Snapper Rothschild, you go all the way back to her. She said, my sons did not want war. There would be no war. They, they're still, the Rothschilds are still at the hub of the banksters. Do you see what I'm saying? Along, and, and the new generation of banksters, like Larry Fink, he's just, he's a puppet for, for the old money. You see what I'm trying to get at? The yeah, big, yeah. big old money. The, the, so all I'm suggesting is that we hear a lot of narratives. It's kind of like a play or like worldwide wrestling. You know what I mean? Well, this time Hulk Hogan is going to be the villain and, or yeah. Andre the Giant yeah, to take well, turns, right. you know? And that's, it, to me, and maybe it seems awfully simplified. That's the way I see it. It's like, okay, so someone's got to play the bad guy right now. Someone's got to play the stooge. Someone's got to play this because they're just worldwide wrestlers on the stage, but behind the screens, they, you know, you know, all those wrestling matches are fixed, of course, and they decide they choreograph them, you know, yeah. and they, they, they all meet with management, decide who's going to be, do what and try and promote the sport and who's going to make. So anyway, that's kind of how I, it kind of reminds getting back to the movie. Uh, uh, God, I'm drawing a blank. Mr. Beale and I'm, I'm mad as hell. I'm not going to take anymore the, the corporation scene. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? I remember, um, what's the name of the movie? Mike, help me out. Mr. Beale, I'm, I'm mad as hell. I'm not going to take anymore. 1976. We huh? talked about it a lot. Huh? Network. Yeah. Yeah. You, you said that. Okay. So the corporation scene that I just keep thinking about that. And, and that's what I think. Is, is the real issue. And we get caught up in the politics thinking that Biden has no fucking power at all. He's, he's never has. No, no. What I'm saying is, you know, I, I argue this kind of thing with sports fans all the time when they say, you know, the manager only knows that the manager doesn't have that much control. You can't blame the manager for that. You can't. Well, look, what it comes down to is this the director of a film, the manager of a TV team, the head coach of a, of a football team, the president of the United States, they are the ones who take the credit when things go well and get blamed when things go wrong, right? So, yes, I agree with you. But Biden is currently the president of the United States. So he takes the blame when things go poorly. If, in other words, if you are that much of a mouse, whether you're the president of the United States or the manager of a team, we're seeing this more and more now in, like, baseball with, like, the, the analytics nerds running the team. If, you, if your balls are that small that you know – you're going to take the blame when things go bad and you still let others run the game, then you're not man enough. And I don't really care. And I'm still going to give you the blame. Be a man and say, you know what? I'm either not doing this job or I'm in fucking control. And believe me, any president, okay, could actually do that. They have the bully pulpit. They can call a press conference anytime. They can get every fucking network to tune in. And air what they're going to say. They could all be Mr. Beal if they wanted to. So I, I don't want to hear these excuses of, oh, wow. is it, you know, I'm just a puppet. We're pu-. They're all puppets. They, Their name is there on the White House as President of the United States. They, they are at the resolute desk. They're the ones who take the blame. Okay, let me point out one thing. Let's hope so with DeSantis. Okay. Do you hear what happened to Rand Paul's office, law office? Um. Uh, wasn't it ransacked or something, or it was shot? He out? announced he was going to try and indict Fauci. Remember, the he's next day is it, it, it lit up, fire. That's right, a fire burned yeah. down. I, I only the heard next a, day. 
Yeah, he was on Fox talking about it a few days ago, and he had mm. said um, they were still trying to investigate what was going on. But he's still calling for it. He hasn't. It hasn't stopped him. No, but doesn't this about his, uh, prosecution? So don't we see mafia tactics though? I mean, come on. See, it looks to me, and I maybe I'm oversimplifying. Sure, sure. You know? well, I, I understand what you're saying, and I, yeah. I know a lot of people say the same thing, which is, Mike, if the president did what you said and got on TV and said, look, I'm the one in control. I'm not taking this anymore. You know, there might be an incident a couple of weeks or a couple of months later where, you know, a uh, Secret Service agent just happens to look the wrong way, right? Or his daughter has an accident. I understand. I I do. But, Mm -hmm. look, you take that job knowing the deal, right? I mean, so, in other words, someone like Biden takes that job knowing the deal, and he likes it this way. Yeah, but Ross Perot pulled out for that reason. He said his daughter's life was threatened, if you remember. That's the reason he said he pulled out. I do, yeah. I know you're almost up the hour, so I'm going to let you do what you need to do. So you're going to start (laughs) over again? It's not that big of a deal. I just have to, like, stop the recording and then start a new one and then edit it all together. It's, you know, it'll it'll sound okay. But um, I wish someone would look into what's going on here, right, to try to find out why. Yeah, it'd be nice if we had a contact. Like tech support. Said, tech support. Where is it? What happened to tech support? I think I, we're, know, all, we're all alone in the drift in the ocean, Bill. I've done the same when I've been in my calling rooms. Is anybody monitoring this room? <laughs> anybody <laughs> out there? And never give you a response. You know what I mean? No way to win the deep state when you need them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you need them, they ain't there. <laughs> well, you know what it could be, Mike? We are talking about the real controllers, the banksters, and if they are monitoring this room, so Bonatotti's talking about that again. We're going to have to, yeah. we'll, we'll, you know, we'll make it difficult for Mike for a little while. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah bank, Bankman fried. Bankman fried. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're getting fried while Bankman gets freed, freaking scumbag. <laughs> All right, Bill. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, same it. here, Mike. Okay. Same. Good talking okay. to you. <laughs> All right, so um, okay, we're coming up. <laughs> this is funny. It's like a transition at the hour mark. Uh, I might stop speaking for about ten seconds. <laughs> no, I, I think I'll just keep speaking. I'll be able to edit it together on the other thing. Um, let's see here. What am I, oh, you know, okay. So here's a poll that says once again, take every poll with a grain of salt. I can't just quote the ones I like and call the ones I don't like fake, like Trump does. I think all polling is has to be taken with several grains of salt, especially this early in the process. But a new poll does say... Now, I should say some polls make more sense than others, right? Like you have... You'll have a candidate having a real... Let's say ca- Trump has a really bad week, and he has a bad week every week, right? He's doing no... Uh, you know, he's doing no rallies, he's doing no uh, campaigning, and he's getting, you know, hit with lawsuits and, you know, indictments and criminal charges. At the same time, DeSantis doing all these great interviews, major networks, hitting the hitting the interviews out of the park, going and campaigning his ass off, and Trump gains 37 points. It doesn't make any sense. So when that kind of thing happens, you have to say, no, you know, something's fishy about this. It doesn't make any sense. But this does make sense. And this is what I've talked about when I say polling, it's so early. Nearly half of Trump supporters still considering voting for a different candidate. Now, this is also like not a shock. We see this at this point, this early stage before the first debate, even, even though Trump's not going to be there, supposedly. 
in a presidential campaign every four years, right? People are undecided. People aren't so sure. So 46% of Trump supporters are considering voting for someone different. That we know. So even though recent polls have Trump leading in the national race in the primary, a large portion of supporters are still considering other candidates. This is a New York Times-Siena College poll found that 54% of Republican respondents are supporting Trump. However, 46% are still considering voting for a different candidate. Um, and of course, the leader of all this is the other candidates that they might vote for is Ron DeSantis. So you have to look at this and say, this makes, you know, perfect sense, right? This makes perfect sense that Ron DeSantis is being looked at, you know, as a real um, possibility, a real possibility for these voters who, um, you know, who voted for Trump last time were big Trump supporters and um, now we're thinking, yeah, maybe not, maybe not. So you have to look at it as people are undecided. With each indictment, I believe, if you want to use common sense, more and more people are undecided. Why are half of Trump supporters at this point undecided? Well, it could be that all these indictments are bothering them. The idea that he's not going to be able to win a general election because of all this stuff. He's going to be distracted by all this. He's not going to be able to campaign the way others can. Uh, the fact that they don't want drama and heartache for another four years, that they're over him, that they like DeSantis's policies better, that they like what he did in Florida, that the way he handled COVID. It could be all this stuff, right? But this all makes sense. However, they're still Trump supporters because this campaign hasn't even really started. There haven't been any debates. They haven't really gotten to know DeSantis the way they know Don Trump. So there are a lot of elements that go into this, but the poll found that 54% of Republican respondents are supporting Trump, 46% considering voting for someone else. Now, remember, that number may have been 75%, 25% three months ago. So that number can even change more, okay? More people can abandon Trump. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis was the choice candidate to 17% of them, receiving the second most support. The margins were tight, however, in a one-on-one -on -one matchup between Trump and his Florida rival, um, uh, despite the poll following that Trump holds a major lead in the crowd of primary, DeSantis leads as the alternative candidate. So here we go. This is why you're getting this grifting from Vivek Ramaswamy, because right now, most Trump supporters say they'd go to DeSantis if they decide to leave Trump or if Trump drops out, right? But what you have Vivek Ramaswamy doing is grifting, kissing Trump's ass, trying to get Trump's endorsement should he drop out, trying to get Trump's voters should he drop out. So it's obviously it's a purely political move, right? I mean, there's so many issues going on right now that people want to hear about that to constantly hammer this DOJ stuff and the, and the, and the you know, the, the charges and, you know, saying I'm going to file lawsuits to challenge this stuff. It's obviously a blatant political attempt because he's a good used car salesman, Vivek Ramaswamy, to kiss up to Trump and get his sloppy seconds once he's gone. 
that's what he wants to do. And you're seeing this played out with uh, Trump's advocates, uh, the Trump cult advocates in the media, right? Where they're going after Ron DeSantis a lot. They never go after Vivek Ramaswamy. They only give him positive press. You're seeing that, right? Um, you're seeing constant reports on Fox News about how Vivek is, you know, uh, coming to Trump's uh, defense and you know, all of that stuff. And how Vivek Ramaswamy is such a great candidate, right? Such a smart guy, talks so well, young, blah, 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 blah. Um, it also makes no sense, common sense-wise, because if you were to watch the news, especially Fox, they are constantly talking about how poorly Ron DeSantis is doing. Yet he has three times as much money as Vivek Ramaswamy. He's, 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 doing, he's doing much better when it comes to polls than Ramaswamy. His fundraising, much better. His PAC is doing much better. So if DeSantis is doing so poorly, then that would mean Vivek is doing a lot worse. This is like saying the second place team is horrible, but that third place team, watch out when they're 20 games behind the second place team. Does it make any sense? Mathematically, common sense wise? No. But that's what they're doing because they want to promote Vivek Ramaswamy. That's the point. If Trump fails, they want him. There's this vendetta that the Trump cult has against DeSantis. And they know, like Fox News and people in the media know, that DeSantis is the one who threatens Trump, not Vivek. So they want to try to hurt him as much as possible. And part of that is trying to raise Vivek. So if there are 10 polls that come out, we just saw this happen, which shows DeSantis ahead of Ramaswamy, but one poll which shows them tied, they'll talk about the poll that shows them tied. They will eliminate, omit, the nine poles that have DeSantis ahead. This is what they do. This is how you create a certain narrative. And that's what they're doing. But the reality of the situation is Trump has very soft support and it gets softer with each, each of these indictments, right? With each of these charges, it gets softer simply because there are enough people out there, even if they're in the cult, with the common sense to say, wait a minute, we love this guy. We think it's all bullshit, whatever. But how's he going to win? How's he going to campaign? What if he's in jail? Then we're fucked, right? Which is, of course, what the Democrats want. They want Trump to win the primary, and then they're fucked because he has to go through all these court cases. He can't campaign. He loses independence. He goes to jail. Then where are the Republicans left with? Then what are they left with? They have to go into a convention and they have to nominate someone new. And even if it's that DeSantis, he's much weaker than he would have been if he had just won the primary, right? And Trump was out of the picture. So that's what Democrats want to do. They want to weaken Republicans by, by promoting Trump. That's what they want to do. And unfortunately... A lot of people, especially the ones in the Trump cult, are allowing them to do that. They're allowing them, they're allowing the people they hate the most to use them in order to win again. Uh, but I think some people are starting to break through the cult. What do you say? They're just worried. They're thinking, well, what, what, what if, what if everything turns to shit? All the shit really hits the fan and then the primary is over and we have nowhere to go. Then what? 
then Joe Biden becomes president again, which means Kamala Harris becomes president. Is that what they want? Is that what I want? I don't know if I, I don't want to take that shot. I don't know. I kind of like DeSantis. In fact, all these people in the Trump cult loved DeSantis until Trump told them not to love him anymore. <laughs> That's basically what it was. But a lot of them still, you know, kind of pretend they don't like Ron because Don told them not to like Ron, but they really do like Ron. So they're thinking, you know what? God, we really have a good alternative here. So why take a chance? And more and more people are going to think, why take a chance? Why take a chance? Why take a chance at losing? Why take a chance at allowing Joe Biden to be president again? Why take a chance at allowing Kamala Harris to become president? When we can have a really strong nominee. And so you'll see more of this. You'll see more people hedging their bets when it comes to Trump, when it comes to Trump. And like I said, and then there's that poll that said if he were actually to be convicted, that a lot of them would drop him. But once again, that's kind of stupid thinking because he may not. The Democrats are going to work this and they're working the schedule for a conviction to come after he wins the primary. <laughs> so then what do you this is what is try to get through these people who say, well, if he's convicted, I'm going to drop him. But he could be convicted after he's the nominee. And then what? And then where do you go? Then what happens? So. Uh, a Georgia sheriff, I spoke about this earlier, <laughs> has vowed to get, to get a headshot. Uh, uh, the mug, the mugshot, headshot, <laughs> mugshot, which would be like a headshot for Trump. You know that. It's going to be him smiling with those fake teeth. Uh, Georgia sheriff vows to get Trump's mugshot if he's indicted. And this is uh, could be happening any day now. He faces a fourth indictment in Georgia. Georgia sheriff says he plans on requiring former Trump to take a mugshot if he's indicted in the ongoing case against him in Fulton County related to efforts to overturn the state's election results in 2020. Fulton County Sheriff Pat Labatt announced on Wednesday that his department is preparing for Trump's potential indictment, which would be Trump's fourth. He said he expects that Trump will be required to give his fingerprints and take a mugshot. Uh, if the grand jury hands down an indictment, unless somebody tells me differently, we're following our normal practices. And so it doesn't matter your status. We'll have a mugshot ready for you, Labat said. Trump is already facing three indictments relating to him. So this could be the fourth. Uh, he hasn't been handcuffed in any of these indictments, nor has he had to take a mugshot. In each case, Trump has traveled to the courthouse on his own motorcade. Uh, but Fulton County DA Fannie Willis has been investigating since early 2021 whether Trump and his allies broke any state laws, laws as they tried to overturn his narrow election loss in Georgia to now President Biden. Willis opened her investigation shortly after Trump called Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger in 2021. This is what I was talking about earlier in the show and suggested the state's top elections official could help him find enough improperly cast votes for Biden to throw out and overturn his election loss in the state. We have this on, on uh, there's an audio recording of this, right? Trump attempted to have Willis' investigation thrown out in mid-July, but the Georgia Supreme Court unanimously dismissed the request. This is where, you know, he's basically saying, you know, you know, find me, find me votes. Come on, you can find those 15,000 votes. It's only 15,000 votes. Come on, come on, Brad. So this could be number four. This could be number four. Um, 
you know, so once again, this is something else that will, uh, and once again, a lot of these people were Trump supporters, right? These were Trump people. These weren't Democrats. These weren't socialists. These weren't communists. These were Trump supporters who were saying he broke laws, right? These are Trump supporters who were ready to testify against him in a court of law. So to say it's just a left-wing witch hunt, well, the Department of Justice, sure, it's Biden's Department of Justice, sure, Democrats have pushed a lot of this stuff. But the people who are going to be really making the case against him in a court of law to a jury are Republicans and people who voted for him. So how is that a left-wing witch hunt? And those people will be, you know, uh, testifying against him because he broke the law. And some of them are going to be testifying against him because they broke the law and they don't want to go to jail. And they know they broke the law, right? Like those six conspirators, like Rudy Giuliani, you know how quickly he'll, he'll flip on, on Trump, right? He'll flip on Trump so quickly. And that's, and that's co-conspirator number one who has the most dirt on him, right? He knows the most about all this stuff. But there's no way that Rudy Giuliani, that little, you know, uh, slime ball with a weak spine is going to take the heat for Donald Trump, is going to go to jail for Donald Trump. That's not, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. So in the end, what's really going to do him in are Republicans, are his confidants, his friends, people who voted for him in 2016 and 2020. These are the people who are going to do him in, not the left. So that kind of throws that whole left-wing conspiracy thing out the door. Out the door. We are about 20 days away. Yeah, I think about 20 days away from the first debate. We're all anticipating the first debate, right? As of now, Trump is not going to partake. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still, if I were a betting man, I'd probably still put my money on him showing up. Because I can't, could you, let's, let's try to envision this. Can you imagine Trump? You know he will. All he has now, by the way, to respond is, is Truth Social, in which it's an echo chamber. No one's on Truth Social. It's, it's, it's dead. So all he has is Truth Social, right? Imagine Trump sitting there in front of the television while DeSantis criticizes him, while Chris Christie Christy viciously criticizes him. Of course, he'll have Vivek uh, kick kissing his ass, but I don't think he'll be able to sit there and watch all these people go after him. And he cannot respond in real time. He can't call Chris Christie fat in real time. He can't call Ron DeSantis the sanctimonious in real time. I can't imagine Trump having the discipline to sit there and watch that for two hours. So I still think he'll find an excuse to show up. And it'll probably be something just like that around that where I'm not going to allow them to lie about me. I have to be able to respond. They're all liars, and he'll show up. So I, I'd still be shocked for that reason, even though he knows he's afraid to debate Ron DeSantis. 
Remember, DeSantis will debate Trump, Kamala, Newsom, Scott, Haley, Christie, Vivek, Pence, Burgum, Asa, Elder, everyone. And Trump will debate no one. So he's afraid to debate Ron DeSantis. The debate Ron DeSantis. So he uses this bullshit excuse of the, the polls. So if, if, the, if everyone used that excuse that the polls showed them well ahead, then the front runner in the summer of the year before the election would never debate. And they always debate because they know early polls don't mean anything. So he's bullshitter. He's afraid to debate Ron DeSantis. He's even afraid of Chris Christie, even though Christie's not as smart as Ron DeSantis. He is not as good of a speaker as Ron DeSantis. He really, he really goes after Trump. So he's afraid to show up, but I can't imagine. I can't imagine he's not going to and just sit there and watch them critique him for two hours. It doesn't seem like a guy like Trump would quite have the discipline to do such a thing. But we'll see. But as of now, he's not going to be there. As of now, he's not going to be there. Of course, I've always thought there should be a rule. I think there should be a rule. Congress should actually legislate this, that you must debate. If you're running for president of the United States, you must participate in every single debate, period, or you are disqualified. Because the people of this country have the right to hear you out, to see what you're about. You shouldn't be able to hide, whether you're Hillary or Biden or Trump, you shouldn't be able to hide. You should have to go out there and you should have to debate and you should have to participate if you're going to be president of the United States. You can't be president of the United States and be afraid to debate. You can't, period. How, if, how do I know you're not going to be afraid of Putin? If you're afraid to debate Vivek Ramaswamy, how are you not going to be afraid of, of Vladimir Putin, right? So I, I want you, the qualification should be you must debate. It's not that, <clears throat> it's not that difficult, right? Not that difficult. I did it several times when I ran for Congress. It's actually a lot of fun. And it's, 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 it's great to participate in debates because you actually get to talk to the people you're running against. You get to debate them. You get to, you get to show them that your ideas are better. You get to show people that your ideas are better ideas. So you're afraid to debate because you believe your ideas are not the best ideas, that you're not the best candidate. That's the only reason you wouldn't want to participate in the, in the debate. Uh, this is, if I can play this, this is interesting, this clip. This is Ron DeSantis on Fox talking about the Black History curriculum debate. Um, and, of course, Kamala Harris going down to Florida and, uh, and uh, attacking the curriculum. Let's see if I can get this. There's hundreds of pages of mm -hmm. painstaking detail. This was done by black history scholars, most of whom were black themselves. They are not shilling for slavery. They are showing the injustice of slavery. But that particular passage wasn't saying that slavery was, was a benefit. He was saying there was resourcefulness and people acquired skills in spite of slavery, not because mm -hmm. of it. And then they use those when they, when they achieve their freedom. Incidentally, Harris, Kamala Harris endorsed an AP African-American history course, which we in Florida rejected because they had Marxist studies, they had other left-wing things in it, that had the same exact provision. 
And you've seen that same basic provision have been in other curricula. Nobody ever said anything. And indeed, nobody said anything about this. These guys put this together in a public fashion. There were comments. They were being praised because most states don't even have black history standards. We're one of only 14 or 15 states. When we eliminated critical race theory, people lied then saying we didn't want to teach about the history of African-Americans. In reality, that same bill required us to develop even stronger standards. And that's why this working group was created. So they did a good job. I think it's wrong to demagogue uh, people. And I think that a guy like me, I'm fighting back against false narratives. I do not let people like Harris or the media take false narratives and run with it. We will stand our ground and we will speak the truth. Okay, so that's Ron DeSantis on the curriculum, on the Black History curriculum. You know, we've seen these lies by the left when it comes to anything DeSantis does in Florida, right? Don't say gay law. Of course, that bill had nothing to do with don't say gay, right? The Disney thing, they've lied about everything. They lie about everything. And they gaslight about everything. And uh, he fights back. He doesn't take their crap. He doesn't take the crap from the media. He points out when they're wrong. He points out when they're trying to build a narrative. He points out when they're being activists and not doing their job. And uh, that's some kind of a, the kind of a fighter we need. That's the kind of a fighter we need. You know, um, instead of someone who's just going to be talking about their own personal Michigas the whole time, right? I mean, most of what Trump is talking about nowadays is just his own problems. These are not the problems of most Americans, even the ones who, you know, may think they identify with him. Of course, they never will identify with someone like Donald Trump. But in their minds, it makes them feel better and more important if they think they identify with Donald Trump. Even those people who really concerns them are not Donald Trump's legal issues. Because those are legal issues most of us would never get involved with because we're not a sleazy scumbag like Donald Trump is. We don't bring this stuff on ourselves the way Donald Trump does. Uh, Going back to that crazy woman, Jeannie Marazzo, who replaced Fauci at the NIAID. This is something she said during COVID. She said, it's somewhat callous to say that 90% are going to survive because you're completely disregarding the 10% of people who didn't survive. And when you look at it, the consequences of this virus go way beyond that number. So here's a the new head of the NIAID saying that 10% of people died. Of, 10% of people who got COVID died. The, the, the mortality rate was 10% when it was basically 0.10%. And then she says the consequences of the virus go way beyond that number. They actually don't. The consequences of the lockdowns. And the mandates go way beyond any of the consequences of COVID. The consequences of lockdowns, mandates of children not going to school for two years, of businesses closed, of of small businesses dying, of the economy crashing. Those consequences go way beyond anything, any consequences we'd have from a cold virus. So this is the jackass that this fucking Alzheimer's patient, Biden, puts at the hand of the NIA. I know, not him, his people, he's a puppet, whatever. He's the president. He gets the blame. 
I know that Biden doesn't know who she is. I know Biden's never heard of Jeannie Marazzo any more than you and I never heard of Jeannie Marazzo. But he's the president. He gets the blame. He's allowing them to put this piece of garbage at the head of the NIAID. You know, <laughs> elections have consequences, folks. You got to think about these things, right? You really have to think about these things. Especially now, after what we, you know, went through since 2020. Who do you want there? What kind of future do you want? What has Biden done? What did Trump do? What did DeSantis do? It matters. Those decisions between 2020 and now matter. They matter. That's about the Constitution. That's about freedom. That's about liberty. That's about free speech. Here's the, maybe to end the show on a, on a upbeat note, because I really hope this happens, is uh, this is DeSantis on Hannity talking about, I think Hannity talks about him debating uh, Newsom. You heard Gavin make the offer. Your answer is? Absolutely. I'm game. Let's get it done. Just tell me when and where. We'll do it. And here's the thing, Sean. I mean, in, in one respect, the, um, the debate between California and Florida, you know, has already been had, as you suggest. People have been voting on that. They've been voting on it with their feet. They have fled California in record numbers. Florida has been the number one state for net in-migration. We have the number one ranked economy, number one now in education, crime rate at a 50-year low. But in another sense, this is the debate for the future of our country because you have people like Joe Biden. They would love to see the Californication of the United States. Biden may not even be the nominee. You could have Gavin Newsom. You could have Kamala Harris. And I think if we go down that direction, that's going to accelerate American decline. We can't see America decline anymore. We need to reverse. So that's it. That's it. Bring it on. Bring it on. When's it going to happen? Do we know? We need to get a date on this. An actual date on this. And uh, what he said there is interesting too, right? Where he said that Biden may not even be the nominee, that it might be. Newsom, as I've said, uh, the Democrats are watching. They're watching, and they'll happily put Biden up against Trump. They'll happily put Biden up if uh, if uh, Trump wins the primary. No doubt about it, right? Because it'll be a total disaster, whether it's Trump running or if he gets you know convicted or whatever after the primary and can't run, whatever it may be. It'll be a very very wounded Republican candidate. And it'll be Joe Biden, and they have no problem with that. But they are watching. And if Ron DeSantis wins that primary, which I believe he will, I think they are ready, ready to have Gavin Newsom run against him because they don't want Joe Biden running against Ron DeSantis. So this these debates could actually happen. Not only can this, I guess, quote unquote, you know, a mock a debate happen, <laughs> not really mock debate, but not a presidential debate, but we could have several. We could have those three presidential debates between uh, Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom.
So this could be interesting. This could be a preview, right, of the presidential campaign, right? This could be a preview of those three debates we'd have in the fall of next year. Cook, so interesting stuff. We'll see. We'll see if it happens. At least it'll give us, you know, something more to uh, to talk about here. All right. Um, I really hope they get this app straightened out because we're having problems with the app on uh, on iOS on uh, Apple devices and having some trouble with the publishing of shows and stuff. And it's I think it's turning some people off. So I think some people are having trouble even logging in. If they uh, luckily, I'm technologically savvy or obsessed enough to have both <laughs> iPhones, iPads, and Apple and uh, and Android phones, <laughs> so I'm able to come on. But I'm guessing some people may just have an iPhone, and the app is having trouble right now on the iPhones. So hopefully they get that all straightened out. But anyway, I'll be here one way or the other. The name of the show is Unless Be Heard. And it airs weeknights, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern, which means I'll be right back here with you tomorrow night for big Friday night show. OK, and maybe even a review. Yeah, probably a review of Barbie. I'm going to give in. I'm going to give in to the mob. I'm going to give in to the woke mob. <laughs> I'm going to go see Barbie. So we'll talk about that and other stuff tomorrow night. OK, but until then, this is Mike Chopoli reminding you that your influence counts. Use it.